0: The Denver Broncos got dog-walked by the Detroit Lions in Saturday's disappointing showdown in primetime action. How does this impact the Broncos' playoff chances? We'll dive deep into that and recap this disappointing game on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. The Broncos lose in embarrassing fashion in prime time to the Detroit Lions, 42 to 17 to drop to 507 and seven. What lies ahead with three games remaining? We'll break it all down on today's Locked On Broncos post-game report here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in. Despite the Broncos losing, whether they win, whether they lose, we appreciate you making us your first listen of the day, every single day, and a special shout-out, as always, to all the everydayers out there in Broncos country. You can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside by Sarah Bettinger, Site expert, probably Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends, LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply, Sarah. I mean, coming into Saturday's game, we had hyped it up. We've ramped it up. We said, okay, Hey, this is a playoff game essentially for the Denver Broncos. You're, You're two really good teams, Two teams, you know, you had one team that was on the rise that have won six of their last seven games with the Broncos. The Lions, who had gone a little bit of a slump. This was a game that the Detroit Lions got right against the Broncos, and it wasn't even close for the duration of this game.
1: No, it really wasn't. It was a pretty embarrassing performance by the Broncos, unfortunately, after it looked like they may have... They may be getting off to a really strong start in this game, right? Obviously, you get the Lions to punt on their first offensive possession. Then the offense seemingly just goes right down the field, right? And they go to Jerry Judy, just like we kind of hoped they would go right back to him. And and unfortunately, man, it just really the, – the turnover from Russell Wilson, it was – Poorly timed as all turnovers usually are, right? But, I mean, it really set in motion kind of a chain of events. Unfortunately, kind of just dismantling the momentum the Broncos had built there. But really, the story is defensively, this is the worst game the Broncos played since that Chicago game way back in, I think, week five or something like that, week four. And really the worst defensive performance overall since the Miami game. Kind of had a similar vibe to that. You and I were just talking before we we hit record on this episode here it really felt like the lions could do whatever they wanted whenever they wanted offensively it didn't matter if it was first down second down third down fourth down i mean they they I think they punted one time after the first quarter, right? So it was uh, an impressive offensive output from Detroit, which has struggled. We talked about that going into the game. A lot of turnovers, uh, a lot of uh, just sloppy play from them. They've dropped two of their last four games, but they got right against the Broncos in a big way.
0: Well, and look, I you know I think early on the story was okay. Hey, the Broncos' offense after what you had talked about, we'll dive deeper into that in a little bit later here in the show, but the defense forces the Lions to punt on three straight possessions. And I'm like, okay, hey, you know what? The defense, they came to play. They're ready to rock and roll. And then all of a sudden, the Lions just couldn't stop scoring. I mean, you look at it here, punt, punt, punt to start the game. Touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown. That's how the Lions finished this game here. They just took it to the Broncos' defense. You mentioned that. Jared Goff having a career night, having all the time in the world. And this was a game where – Denver's pressure just couldn't get home. No matter what they did, no matter what stunts or looks that they sent, the offensive line for the Detroit Lions was a little more upgraded. They got some guys back from injury, and Denver's pressure couldn't get home, which allowed Jared Goff and that Lions offense to really just carve up Denver in any way you could imagine, right, in the passing game, in the run game. I mean, in this game specifically, the Broncos, they allowed 448 yards total in this game, Uh, 5 of 10 completion percentage on third down here for the Lions 50% success rate for them. And then they averaged seven yards per play during the course of this game here. And they allowed over 185 yards on the ground. Jameer Gibbs seemed like every time he touched the ball and got to the outside, he was going to pick up a big chunk there. 11 carries hundred yards and one touchdown. He averaged 9.1 yards per carry. David Montgomery had 17 carries for 85 yards, averaged five yards per carry. So when Denver couldn't stop the run, They'd try to sell out to do that, and then Goff would hit them with play action, and he was just efficient. 24 of 34, Sarah, 278, five touchdowns, a 134.6 passer rating. I mean, this, this was an embarrassing performance for Denver defensively. They couldn't cover anybody. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't get pressure. And also, we saw another sign that we saw a little bit back to those games that you mentioned against the Chicago Bears, the Miami Dolphins. Denver's tackling was very poor in this game.
1: Yeah, it really was. It was embarrassing. I had, I even on my Twitter account, Cody, I had to single out, although it was a Hawkeye, Josie Jewell. I felt like he was kind of one of the exhibit a of struggling tackling in this game. Got absolutely just a perfect stiff arm from Amon Ross St. Brown uh, put on him, but earlier in the game missed another tackle there that led to a touchdown on Sam Laporta. So it was just a, a bad game tackling overall from this Denver defense. Bad game of coverage over the middle of the field. I mean, the, the Lions just have whatever they wanted. So whatever metric you want to use or whatever category you want to look at, man, this was the, the bad version of the Denver Broncos defense. We've been seeing them dominate for nine straight weeks there where they averaged allowing only 16.8 points per game and if you extrapolate that over the course of a whole season hey they'd be number 3 in the entire NFL right now so the defense was playing a you know dominant brand of football but they just they they were not that way after the first quarter in this game and nothing they they could do nothing right they could not rush the passer they couldn't stop the run they couldn't play in coverage that even when the Lions were throwing up 50 50 balls the Broncos defensive backs couldn't make the play on the ball it was the receivers for the Lions making the plays so this like I said whatever category you want to use from this game it was bad 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 for the Denver Broncos defense and putting this offense Cody in a hole Well, it felt insurmountable there as, you know, maybe 14 to nothing was when it really felt like it was getting out of hand.
0: I mean, that's what I tweeted as well. I put out there like 14, nothing feels like a death sentence with how stagnant the offense has gone. And obviously we'll dive deep into the Broncos offense. Really what had happened in this game? What are our areas of concern here going forward? We'll dive deep into that here on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, Broncos country, today's Lockdown Broncos postgame report is brought to you by our good friends over there at LinkedIn Jobs. And when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it's quick, and it's easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, which makes the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply.
1: Well, the Denver Broncos defense may have been eaten alive in the lion's den, but the offense, uh, they went the bed big time. And Cody, it was not an impressive performance from either side of the ball for the Denver Broncos in this game. And the offense really, really struggled, especially in the first half then we're going to break it all down on, because that's what we're here to do. And we know and we appreciate every single one of you, especially in days like this and, and after games like this for rocking with Locked On Broncos, making us your first listen of the day every single day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where you know it's your team every day, free and available everywhere that you listen to podcasts as well as on YouTube where you can just Feel the disdain coming through the screen, Cody. You hate it. You hate losing tough games like this late in the season with playoff implications. It's uh, it's a gut punch. And for the Denver Broncos offense, look, they've been towing the line the last handful of weeks, if not the last couple of months, with playing a certain brand of football that only works if your defense is giving you extra possessions, right? And when you ask the offense to come back from down two scores, well, we know they did it once against Chicago earlier this season, but it's not really their brand. And clearly in this game against Detroit, they were not up to the task.
0: No, they weren't. And look, I think we got a little bit of fool's gold in that first quarter on that first drive, at least, right? Because all of a sudden the Broncos run some RPO stuff with Russell Wilson, delivers a beautiful strike to Jerry Judy, goes 40 yards downfield. It's like, all right, hey, the Broncos are in business. And then you have the naked boot action where a guy comes free, blast Russell Wilson. He fumbles the ball. We've talked about ball security in a sense. I've never really been a big fan of the naked bootleg in today's NFL because it's always, hey, you're leaving a guy unblocked every time and you're hoping you can float the ball to the flat on a crossing pattern. It's a tough ass to do, especially with shorter quarterbacks. But, you know, aside from that, Russ got blasted. At that point, you either got to either just take the sack and hold on the ball, secure it, it was a costly turnover that led to a 30 yard return downfield. Luckily Denver's defense bumped the lions out of field goal range and held them nothing. So it kind of negated it. But the overall thing is like, even though that the Lions didn't score on that drive from Denver's turnover, they captured the momentum defensively, their defense who's been struggling. They are allowing almost 30 points per game over the course of the last four weeks. They suddenly said, you know what? We've got the energy. We've got the momentum. And Aaron Glenn, Put everything on the line and said, you know what, we're just going to send pressure every single play. Even in the fourth quarter, he was sending eight-man pressure stunts there at Russell Wilson, the Broncos offense, and Denver had no answer for it. I mean, the overall flow in the first half was disappointing. Denver went down 21-0, couldn't do anything with the football, couldn't move it after that drive there. There was one play, I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time harping on it, but Adam Troutman on third down. Got blasted helmet to helmet. No flag. They didn't call it. That was Kareem Jackson. He would have been suspended or arrested on the field by the NFL if that were the case. But apparently it was a big hit. It was a good hit. That's one thing we heard the announcer say, too. It was a good hit. So for me, it's just, all right, there's a lot of inconsistencies in the league. Not sure if that would have changed the course of the game or any momentum, but Detroit ran with it there. Denver went into halftime, Sarah. This is the most disappointing part of it. 75 total yards of offense. At halftime and practically the run game for Denver's offense and this game specifically, it was non-existent. That's something that's been their identity is the run game. You mentioned it. If Denver's defense isn't generating takeaways or getting them extra possessions, you know, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Well, no run game is also contributing to that as well.
1: It is, and especially because Javante Williams was bottled up in this game, Cody, and it didn't matter if he was getting handed the ball or if they were throwing him the ball. He even slipped on a play where they tried to throw him the ball out in the flat there. I mean, it was just a bad game from everyone overall, not very well schemed, and you hoped that this game against Detroit, that you may at least be able to have some sort of advantages offensively because they've struggled defensively, allowing nearly 30 points per game since their bye week. Unfortunately, they were dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. But defensively, that's where I think the Broncos got into a lot of trouble. Like you said, the different looks that Aaron Glenn was giving to Russell Wilson and that offense, they just had no answer for it. It, Even when they checked into running plays. Right. I mean, or if they checked into different running plays, I mean, it, it didn't matter. Like Russ has done a really great job of kind of seeing the field. Pre snap in the, in this, you know, six and two stretch that the Broncos are on. And when he's seeing the field and adjusting at the line of scrimmage, he's typically adjusting into something that's going to net a positive on the next play. But uh, there was one time, Cody, that he checked into something and he and Javante Williams weren't even going the same direction on the play. So there's just, it was miscommunication, bad execution, losing the line of scrimmage. Obviously, uh, a couple of really ill-timed penalties, the really poorly timed turnover. Not that there's ever a good time for penalties or turnovers, but there's some timing that is worse than others, like a third and short when you're, you know, punching it in for a touchdown or when you're trying to keep a drive going, things like that. So, man, it was just all encompassing in this game. And thankfully, the Broncos didn't give up 70 points again. That's kind of where I was at at one point during this game, right? Is you're thinking to yourself, man, good thing it was a shutout in the first quarter because obviously things got out of hand quickly and the offense is really largely to blame for that because you keep that defense on the field way too long and you give the other team way too many opportunities to strike first.
0: Well, and I think the disappointing thing in this game too specifically is coming out in the second half, Denver goes down, they score. It's like, all right, hey, it's 21-7. Okay, anything can change. If the Broncos defense gets a stop on this drive, okay, there is going to be some momentum. Denver could recapture it, and then Detroit just goes down like it's nothing and just gashes them and extends it to 28-7 to seven at that point. I mean, really, from that point, the Lions had complete control of this game, and the offense, no matter what they did, I mean, they would have moments where Cortland would make a play. I thought he had a couple of good catches, good, good series there. You had one where Marvin Mims almost gets both feet down on a deep ball there. Uh, But outside of that, just the passing game overall for Denver was lackluster. And look, I think a lot of that was also predicated on there was so much inconsistency in Saturday's game against the Lions from pass protection standpoint. It happened early on. It maintained itself like there were times where I thought Denver had solid pass protection. And then two plays later, it would negate. Russ would get sacked. You get pressured. I mean, we talked about him. He was sacked twice. He was hit a total of eight times on the evening, that's not conducive towards sustainability there. And you mentioned that as well, just overall going back to, I think the run game, I just felt like this was a game where Jaleel McLaughlin, I mean, there was an argument that if Sean would have been able to challenge that one play that he had caught from Russ, it could have been ruled a touchdown. Wouldn't it change the outcome of this game? But then Javante couldn't even get it in. I just felt like there were some runs where he was just kind of siphoned away. I mean, to the point where it's like Samaje Piran was probably the most effective rusher for the Broncos on the evening. So I I just don't know what is going on to the standpoint here where Denver's offense against a really good team, like here's the thing, as as bad as the Lions have been struggling defensively, they're still a really good team. We even talked about that all week long. This was a game that I think in the eyes of many Broncos fans, okay, they lost this way against what is going to be a playoff team of the Detroit Lions. What does this mean about Denver if they do make it in the postseason? And and there's not a lot of optimism, and rightfully so, but as we've seen, Sarah, the NFL is a week-to-week thing. Denver didn't bring it this week. They got smacked in the mouth, and now they they don't have time to sit back and feel sorry for themselves. They've got a matchup coming up here with the New England Patriots. So not a lot of time to fume on it, not a lot of time to sit on it. Denver's just going to have to be better offensively. And to be honest with you, Sarah, I don't know what the formula is. I don't know what the solution is. It's just not working right now with what Denver has been doing, and a really good team found a way to stop it.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there's any personnel changes made here now that it's really it really is do or die at this point. I mean, I obviously the Broncos aren't necessarily going to be eliminated from playoff contention in week 16, but at the same time, it you pretty much have to get to 10 wins, right? And your offense is going to be either what makes or breaks that opportunity for you, I think, at this point. I mean, defensively, I kind of expect them to bounce back against the Patriots, Cody. I mean, quite frankly, with you there on that one, I just think that the defense is going to figure out a way to bounce back. The offense, there's really not a can they bounce back? It's it's are, are we going to get a, a good version of it or not, because this season, what have we seen? I mean, we've seen either some games where they kind of putz along and they have some success. In the red zone, and that that's enough for the defense to hold, or they just get you know kind of dog walked like we saw against Detroit. So it's really been a struggle for this offense, and I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I, I don't know what Sean Payton's going to do. Cody, is it is it benching Javante Williams and giving more snaps to Samaje Perine, who has probably been the best back over the last couple months? Is it you know uh, opening up the passing game even a little bit more and and letting Russ go out there and maybe take more risks and be willing to live with the results i don't know but it's going to be interesting to see how he approaches these final three weeks especially with a tough defense coming to denver next week
0: uh, it's going to be very interesting here denver's going to have to win out and how does this impact their playoff chances we'll dive a little bit deeper into that here on today's episode Lockdown on broncos today's Lockdown on broncos postgame report is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel sportsbook as you all know it america's number one sportsbook as the weather gets colder the nfl offers to stay hot on FanDuel. Right now new customers they can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. No matter what sport you place the $5 money line bet on whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, if the team that you select on the money line with a $5 bet wins, you will get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Yes, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been looking and thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now with sports in full swing across the board. Their app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit Fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Once again, Fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel is the official partner of the NFL. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. The Broncos drop a disappointing road game to conclude their three-game road trip. They finish that one and two as they look to make a postseason push. The loss hurts the Broncos' playoff chances, but there is still a statistical chance. We'll tell you what that looks like here going forward here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, just want to say thank you so much once again, Broncos country, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Every single day, whether the team wins, whether the team loses, we have you covered every single day, all year long here, as it pertains to everything in Broncos country. Just too many things that the the Broncos could not recover from in this game. We talked about earlier on, they kind of wet the bed offensively, defensively. They couldn't recover after getting gashed open a little bit. They couldn't stop the bleeding if we are speaking so figuratively here. But overall, Saturday was not a good day for the Broncos from a win-loss standpoint, and also with some other action from some other teams around the AFC, including the Cincinnati Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts, who are in that playoff hunt as well with Denver Denver losing and those teams winning, Sarah. Does it make the Broncos' path to the postseason easier?
1: No, it definitely doesn't. And especially going into Sunday action where now you got to hope the Dallas Cowboys can beat the Buffalo Bills. You got to hope the Tennessee Titans can take care of business against the Houston Texans who are going to be starting old friend Case Keenum out there at the quarterback position. So, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating Sunday. And I know you and I are going to talk about that kind of after all the different goings on happen in the afc as we watch that playoff race kind of unfold nice to have the steelers lose but obviously that comes with the the caveat that the the colts won right so you have a couple of afc teams jumping into those new wild card spots now the Bengals and the colts in that sixth and seventh spot along with the browns who are in that fifth spot right now we'll see what happens with them against i believe they play chicago so that's going to be an interesting matchup but It's not a good day Saturday for the Denver Broncos. Of course, you look at all this other stuff around the league and all these other teams winning, like the Bengals winning, the Colts winning, all these other teams winning or losing – It doesn't matter if you win your games, right? So the Broncos not taking care of business is the reason why you've now got to care about all these other teams and them, whether or not they're going to take care of business. And you got to hope that some of these other teams stumble because, well, all these other teams are hoping that the Broncos would stumble. And here they went and laid a huge egg against the Detroit Lions. And they they helped out a lot of these AFC teams. They've given other AFC teams hope. And that's kind of one of the worst aspects of this, isn't it, is the fact that you want all these other teams to do their part to, all right, let's pave the way for the Broncos to get in. This is the hot team right now. This is the, the great story. And then all of a sudden, you go out and you play as badly as you did against Detroit. I mean, it's certainly uh, not a good look for this Denver Broncos team.
0: No, it's not. And look, essentially, we've been saying this, okay, hey, Denver – You know, the room for error each week is going to get smaller and smaller. After this loss, they no longer have any room for error. They can't afford to lose another game. They got three games left. New England on Christmas Eve. The Los Angeles Chargers, who just made wide sweeping changes, they got rid of Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco. They got an interim coach. We've seen how that can galvanize some teams somehow in the NFL. And then a tough road game against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, if Denver does win out there, they have a really good shot at getting into the postseason And look, you're also going to have to have some help from some other teams along the way, but Denver has to win out. And that's the way even post game Broncos defensive lineman, DJ Jones says, you know, the way I see it, we have to win out. If we want to have a chance, I think there's a larger conversation we're going to have probably on tomorrow's episode of the show about the optics of this season, even if Denver doesn't make the postseason, but they have to take care of business now. And it's not going to be easy, but they're going to have to find a way to dig down deep here. Does it hurt? Like, I think the one thing about this loss that you can say, okay, yeah, the loss is not good. It puts the Broncos at 500, but it wasn't a conference game. So that does help because the Broncos' three final games that are upcoming here, Sarah, they are conference matchups inside the AFC. Tiebreakers will be at stake. Obviously, as we talked about, you're going to have to hope one or two teams ahead of you or even a, one or two teams behind you lose a game in the process or two games in these final three-game stretches. That's a lot to ask for, but Denver's in this position And they can't blame anybody but themselves they put themselves in the spot that they're in right now and now they're gonna have to dig themselves out of a little bit of a hole that they're in with three games left
1: they are i mean and to be optimistic here i know everybody's gonna be fuming after a loss like this and very upset and and not necessarily wanting to be optimistic but let's look at the reality of the situation we said this weeks ago on this show and a number of other times and i think it's worth repeating This Lions game is one of those games that you could afford to lose down the stretch in terms of it's like you said, Cody, it's not an AFC opponent. And while this does knock your overall record, you now still have an opportunity to take care of business and find a way To get to 10 wins the fact that with three games remaining 10 wins is still available to the denver broncos is pretty crazy to think about considering where this team was and i think that that it's a possibility that they could very well get there i mean we're talking about playing bailey Zappi, easton stick and i all due respect to aiden o'connell who just torched the la chargers defense but you're playing backup quarterbacks for all these teams down the stretch and and that's a big advantage in your favor you've got two home games here coming up so look the the broncos this was a game that you kind of marked as okay wherever they're at in the playoff race that game against detroit is one where they could afford to stumble a little bit depending on where they're at they now they're at 500 again got a chance to get to 10 wins still you can still do that and they've played well enough this season to believe that they could win these next three games they can't play like they did against Detroit though that's for sure. Oh, no. We know that much but but obviously like this is uh this was one of those games that's like okay, you didn't sweep the NFC North. Oh well, now you're not going to have any tiebreaker situations that come down to that Lions game. You need to take care of business and find a way now though to get to those 10 wins.
0: There was one moment in the game I think everybody on social media is talking about, the broadcast show Sean Payton kind of like being very animated toward Russell Wilson. I felt like Sean Payton's post-game conference Comments were pretty interesting. He's a little fired up and obviously it's a disappointing loss. He's not very happy and he's very grumpy when it comes to losses. But one thing he had mentioned, he said, what I talk, w- what I talk with Russell about is none of your business. <laughs> so, I mean, he's right. But I mean, when it's on camera, everyone's going to ask about it. Everyone's going to be like, you know, hey, you had a very animated conversation with Russ. He said it wasn't really at Russ. It was more so frustrated that they didn't get the call that they had wanted and that what I talk about with Russ is none of your business. A little bit of fire there from Sean Payton. But uh, just, you know, I felt like Denver just didn't, they didn't look prepared for this game, which is a little disappointing. I understand a little bit of a shorter week, not really by much because usually, okay, hey, Saturdays you're in your hotel, you go play on Sundays. It wasn't as big of a dramatic shift this week here for the Broncos. And they just, they came out flat. And Alex Singleton said in the post game, he said, we sucked. He said, we got to move on. And we got to go focus on new England and get right. So, The mindset is, hey, you know what it is, what it is. You're going to have to process it, go through watching the film once again, see what you did wrong, see where other teams are now going to start to attack you a little bit because of this game, and then you're going to have to make those adjustments. You're going to have to get one step ahead of the competition, and Denver's going to have a chance to do that here with one extra day off, not having playing a Sunday game here as the rest of the NFL does play, gives them some time to heal up. And I think for the most part, Denver came out of the game against the Lions relatively healthy, so that is a good sign overall going forward here for the Broncos but no more room for error they must win out if they want to have any chance at the postseason it's still possible that's not us being optimistic that's us being realistic they went out there is a good chance they can make it into the postseason but they're gonna have to do a lot of groundwork here in the meantime if they want to be able to get to that point and even show that they are a playoff team Saturday's game wasn't very convincing in the eyes of many people in Broncos country and rightfully so but you know what that's why you play the game. It's week to week. It changes every week. What Broncos team might we get this upcoming weekend? Next weekend, actually, against the New England Patriots on Christmas Eve. We'll break it all down this week. We'll build you up to the game as well here on Lockdown Broncos. That'll wrap up our post game report here on today's episode of the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Who is favor, Broncos country? Subscribe or follow if you've not done so already so you never miss out on the action. Sarah Bedinger and myself on tomorrow's episode of the show. We're going to play an interesting game here. We want to get you involved, Broncos country. We're going to ask you the question right here. If the Broncos, even if they don't make the playoffs, do you still consider this season a success? We'll debate the pros and cons of that statement on tomorrow's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos.